What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Anti Up, Howard Bender, and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, sorry if you felt abandoned yesterday, folks, and you didn't get the the normal show. Adam got pulled into a, a late uh, NFBC main event draft, and well, I was celebrating. 15 wonderful years with my wife and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that i'm saying it like this because i want to kill her right now and i don't mean like kill her in like a like an actual sense i mean metaphorically she's driving me up the up the wall today already (laughs) what's up adam how are you yeah definitely it makes me want to get married right away i'm telling you dude you don't want to be married we know that already i've never told you that you should get married Okay. I think, you know, you're a happier person when you've got somebody in your life to share things with. But, man, once, once a week have, gets put on what, it, then it, all bets are off. What if you have multiple people in your life to share it with? Then what? Is it better? No, 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 no. no. Having like that one go-to, that's that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. But, yeah, it, see, it, if it, you're married, though, then, you know, then you, you guys have to like – and you're living together and you're up in each other's grill all the time. And I like my personal space, too, which is why I'm out in the shed so often. But nevertheless, had a wonderful 15 year anniversary. It was nice, relaxing evening at home with me and the missus. And uh, and yeah, we just kind of chilled out because I had to get up at the butt crack of dawn today, Adam, because uh, open a day, baby. Open a day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone was excited for today. No doubt about it. Not great weather in some parts of the country. One postponement with the Red Sox and Orioles. And of course, the whole COVID situation with the Nationals. We don't get to see the Mets with the Grom or Scherzer. Um, but still, it's definitely better than what we endured last year. Um, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you can't really compare what we had to endure last year to, to anything. Like we We started the season on time here. And if we lose one game here because of COVID, um, although I tell you, man, with the uh, with the new positives there, there there people are talking about like this could be one of those outbreaks like the the Marlins or the Cardinals had last year. Yeah, I, uh, I hope not because I really thought we would not get that. Uh, you know, the NBA has been pretty quiet since I think the Spurs were the last team that lost games and it's been fine since so we really didn't have major issues with baseball i mean matt barnes had a false positive and Vado. so that's why the timing of this it's like really we've gone through the spring and everything was fine and now all of a sudden the nationals have some issues so i hope that it's nothing serious and there's not too many games postponed over this um i'm hoping there aren't a lot of games postponed over this either but you know, for the same token, though, I would say I would prefer that the that MLB err on the side of caution right now than to have this kind of affect us in other areas, you know? Yeah, you don't want it to snowball. You definitely don't want it to snowball because that, that, def- that, would, that would be problematic. Um, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't have enough gnats to make me worry about oh, I them do. missing time. Oh, you do? Yeah, well, so I didn't do the NFBC main event last night. It was the online championship. So that one oh, was 12-team oh, oh, sure. league with 30 rounds. Yeah, no, my it's bad. different. So, my bad, my bad. And I had the third pick, and I took Juan Soto. And I already have Soto in labor and in my home league. So <laughs> I have Victor Robles in at least two leagues, including labor. 
pitching, actually, wow, I don't have any starters from the Nets. Well, Joe Ross in draft champions leagues, but that, that's not a big deal. And I wanted no part of Brad Hand. Uh, so I do have Starling Castro, but he wasn't in the starting lineup anyway. No Schwarber this year. And I'm a, I've always been a, a Schwarber fan, especially OBP. No Schwarber. So maybe I don't have as many Nets. No Trey Turner, right? I don't, yeah, I don't so, no. I have no Trey Turner either. Wow. I have no Schwarber. I, I think I have Josh Bell. I think I do. Maybe I don't. I have a lot of Eric Hosmer. He had a good day today. So that was that was nice. And, you know, being the uh, – I'm not like this, but – you know, we did those uh, debates and I was pro Eric Hosmer and Greg Jewett was against. And part of his argument was, well, he doesn't hit lefties well. He's not going to hit cleanup against lefties. He could sit. So today he hit cleanup against the lefty and went three for four and homer against Baumgartner. So went in the DM <laughs> said, Eric Hosmer, homer off a left lefty eye emoji. He goes, he always hits Baumgartner. <laughs> I go, LOL. <laughs> but I'm not that type. It's game one. But I just... Was having fun with him. He's a good dude. He's not someone that, you know, you is gonna be a, a dick about shit. So I was just messing with him. Yeah. Oh, dude. Listen, there there are some people you know you can mess with, and there's some people that you know you can't. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've got. Yeah, but I've got I hate a... the, it's game one, bro. People are overreacting. I see shit. It happens every year in every sport. So it's just part of it. But it's just amazing, like how one game people are like. Oh, see, I told you I'm right. I'm like, come on, man, relax. Oh, nobody's taking really. I have, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I've, I've stayed off of, um, social media today. You know, a couple of tweets out early in the day, and you know, while I was doing the best bet stuff for for wager alarm, and I was doing the um the value vault for fantasy alarm, but I pretty much stayed off of Twitter. Who I, I you got to tell me who's taking a victory lap off of one game? I don't I love remember making fun of those people. I don't remember specifically, but you know, uh, and there was stuff I think when Mondesi got hurt. Like, I look, I'm not on Mondesi, but you can't take a victory because the guy got hurt. You know, maybe he's not good, uh, but let it play out. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got 162 games. Of course, you got to let it play out. I mean, and the knock on on Mondesi wasn't about being injured or anything like that. Like people who were knocking Mondesi um, was just about his batting average, right? I mean, that was really what it came down to. Well, just, and 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 if if there's enough power to take him in the second round, you know, is he a good real life player? So stuff like that. Yeah, you, you can't do it. Like, I mean, that's, you know, those are the people, you know, it's so funny because I actually, I you know, one of the reasons why I got off of uh, social media today was because <laughs> fucking fantasy football Twitter, right, trying to take center stage from, from MLB's opening day. Like, just, you know, excessive posts about nonsense. Like in fantasy football that like you don't even like on opening day for MLB, the last thing I want to sit here and and scroll through my timeline and see this debate on Joe Mixon's performance from weeks one through six in 2020. Like, what the fuck do I want to see any of that for? Why are we talking about that right now here uh, on opening day of the MLB season? Like we're not even a we're, we're a month away from the NFL draft for crying out loud, and Mixon still has no relevance in the draft conversation. 
So why are we doing it? And that's that 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 was when I was just like, you know what, Adam, fuck this, and and I jumped off of social media. No, so ah, uh, uh, fancy football Twitter is the worst, dude. Yeah, today's about baseball, man. That's the bottom line. You don't have to like it, but it's baseball day. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not sitting there. I'm not sitting there on uh, on on week one. Of of the NFL on that Sunday being like, oh my God, such a sick baseball game right now. It's coming down to the playoffs. Is that no? I'm enjoying week one of the NFL. And that's that's just that. Like it just for for whatever reason, and maybe it's just maybe fantasy fo- football Twitter is following the NFL. Like, you know, the NFL is trying to take over. Everything, all time slots, 365 days a year, seven days a week. And uh, and I think it's utterly ridiculous and I can't stand it. And I think, you know, and, and now fantasy football Twitter is perpetuating it. Like, ugh, bleh. makes me nuts, man. Makes me nuts. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk. Let's let's stick to baseball here. Let's talk about uh you know, I want to hear about your draft from last night, and uh, and then we can talk about some fun stuff here from opening day. Uh, before we do that, why don't why don't we just pay the bills here, keep the lights on, and thank our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you guys should be playing on. And here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, so tell me. Uh, the, it wasn't the main event. It was the online championships, the NFBC, uh, talk to me here. Uh, you partnered with somebody, right? Well, I, he's someone that wants to get back into fantasy baseball. He hasn't played in a few years. So basically I did everything. He's still, he's trying to acclimate to the player pool. So he's like, you know, if I go through the year and learn the players that he'll be good to go for next year. So I'm basically running the team. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're trying to just get back into it and learn the player pool, um, it makes no sense to for you to draft that team. So bring in Adam Ronis and he can do it. So how'd it go? What pick did you have? How what was your strategy? You let the draft come to you, and what did it give you? 
Yeah, pick three. So started with Juan Soto, Acuna, and Tatis. Went with the first two picks and uh, kind of glad because Lucas Giolito came back around. I was surprised. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I kind of hope Giolito comes, but he's probably not. And then I'm seeing the picks go by and uh, he made it. So like Bauer, Darvish, Nola, and Walker Bueller all went ahead of him. So I was happy to get Giolito. And then I was like, I don't have Corey Seager anywhere this year, and I think he's going to have a big year. So I was like, I kind of hope I get him here and was able to get him in round three. Uh, Round four was sniped on Bogarts, Devers, and Vlad. So I went to Anthony Rendon. You know, very safe, solid play. I think the Angels have a good year. Took Austin Meadows in round five. A little bit of a reach on the EDP in the 12-team league, but, you know, I'm big on Meadows this year. And he accounted for the only run for the race today with a home run. I mean, the guys that went after were like Hader, Max Fried, Liam Hendricks, Aaron Judge, JT Romito, Edwin Diaz, you know, Glaber Torres. I already had a shortstop, Keston Durer, Springer. I, I don't like any of those guys. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm going to take the guy I like. And then round six, I took Cattell Marte. I don't have him anywhere la- this year. I had him two years ago, and uh, I like him. And I thought a price was fair, so uh, I took him in round six. So Wait, yeah, a who, couple who guys. did you take in round six? Cattell Marte. You tell Marte, okay. Yeah. Nice four for four today, huh? Yeah. So I think he's going to have a good year. Um, you know, last year was a struggle. Two years ago, he was excellent. Um, and then the next few rounds, I got some players that I already have. Jesus Lazardo, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Lance McCullers, Moustakis, Musgrove, Gossman, Framo Reyes. That's someone who I haven't gotten yet that I think is going to have a big year. So as you can see, no closers. And at that point, you're not looking at many top closers on the board. So I went Jordan Hicks. And then, of course, uh, they said Alex Reyes is going to get most of the save opportunities at least early. But I think we all envision Jordan Hicks becoming a closer. And they want him to. And they're going to ease him in. So I'm just going to have to ride that out. And then Leody Tavares for some speed, because that was the one thing I think was lacking. Frankie Montas, Jake McGee, who I think is going to close. Colton Wong, that's another player. I think I got in a couple DCs early, but... Uh, I thought he was a good fit for this team because he'll give some speed. Got to top that lineup. Aaron Hicks, who I have in a lot of leagues, sitting third for the Yankees. Uh, Eliezer Hernandez, Jordan Montgomery, Heimer Candelario, Wilson Ramos, David Peralta, Bobby Delbeck, Nick Whitgritton, Mike Miner, Gregory Polanco, Carlos Rodon, Pedro Severino. So that's the team. Well, that's not bad. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. The Carlos Rodon pick at the end. It's so fun. Who was I talking to? Was it me? Was it you I was talking yeah. to about Rodon? Yeah. And I took him like in in the really late in the uh in the Sirius XM host draft uh that we did on uh on Wednesday. So I you you got you got Carlos Rodon like in my head here for the late rounds. Yeah, see, this was a tough call and, and maybe it backfires. So because the way my roster was, I had to take a catcher, right, in the last round. So in rounds 28, 29, you know, I'm thinking, I was talking out loud, like my friend doesn't know. I'm like, damn, all right, I got to make a tough call here. Do I go with Gregory Soto or do I take Polanco, who I think could have a, you know, a good year and Rodon? And I already had Hicks, McGee, and Whitgren. And I passed on Soto and, well, he went in round 30. And Soto got the save today for Detroit, but it wasn't smooth sailing. And I do have Soto in some other leagues, so I kind of <laughs> hope he does keep the job, but he came into the ninth inning with a 3 nothing lead, a lot of single to Ahmed Rosario, a home run to Perez, issued a two-out walk, and then got out of it. But it was not smooth sailing. I think he gets the next save opportunity, but if it's a one-run game, 
could be a problem if he has those type of issues again. But if he got the save, so I don't know. Maybe that comes back to bite me. I don't know. But I felt taking a shot on Polanco and Rodone uh, were worth it. But, you know, those guys could also be drops in a week or two. Um, they could be drops. Hey, you know, it's so funny because I um... – I mean, I have Gregory Soto in uh, in in one league as as well, um, but I also have Roberto Perez as a uh, as a catcher in a two catcher league uh, that I'm doing. So it was it was bittersweet for me, but I agree with you. I think I think Soto he gets he gets the opportunity again. I, I think that's uh, that's fine. I mean, there's really there's nobody in that pen really uh, that I'm all that concerned with. Um, the the Cardinals pen obviously yeah John Mozeliak was on the uh, the GM's corner with Jim Bowden and basically said that they're just looking to ease Jordan Hicks into the role so expect to see a bunch of Alex Reyes and Giovanni Gallegos uh, here early on so um, but what was the what was the, the the closer situation today that really oh Toronto um, Mer- did you see Merriweather today. Yeah, he was a guy that I was looking at in uh, or considering in DCs, but I don't know if I ever got him. Um, I I don't know, but I'll tell you what he he looked fantastic, and the fact that um, Jordan Romano kind of I mean he didn't give up any runs, but he walked a pair of guys. That's never good, um, and he um, you know he gave up two stolen bases to Michael Talkman. Like you can't you can't let a guy go from first to third in a tie game like that. Your your manager's gonna slit your throat. So, kind of made me a little nervous about uh about how Toronto's gonna to fall out now. Also, because Charlie Montoyo has repeatedly said that he um is going to play the matchups and mix and match. Yeah, I would think it's Romano, but. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it based on the usage today, and he, and he got out of it. He wasn't sharp, but you know what? If you're a reliever, that's part of it is when you don't have your best stuff, find a way to get out of it, and he did. So, yeah, people were drafting Romano, though, like he is the closer. So he was going, like, top 15, but that's because a lot of the guys below him, we don't know who the closer is, and Hector Neris is another guy who just skyrocketed. Once he was named the closer, if you did a draft recently, I think in my in the – online championship i think he went around eight if i'm not mistaken i was like wow like you know he was on my radar but i was like holy crap man you really pushed him up the board but i get it he was named the closer i mean how many how many teams even named the closer not many right so hey they're saying he's the guy we know gerardi likes to stick with one guy and Eris has had success i know everyone loves the passion yeah he went in round round nine late round nine Okay, yeah, definitely ahead of where he's been going. But again, you know, I mean, the funny thing is, and you know, we've had this conversation before, and uh, and somebody asked you, oh, what, during the uh, during the host draft, um, you know, we're sitting there and and we're you know talking to Jeff Mans brings me him and Ray Flowers are hosting the draft. I'm in the draft. They bring me on. Uh, and Jeff asked me what you know, like one of my you know fantasy baseball pet peeves are. Um, and, and it's always been how, you know, people tell you that you're reaching on a guy because they're looking at his ADP and, and the the whole fact of it. And, you know, again, you and I have talked about this. If a guy is for two months being drafted in the 17th or the 18th round. Okay. 
for for the final two weeks of spring training where he's won the job outright and he's being told that he's leading off and he's, you know, going to be, you know, he's not platooning. He's won, you know, everything. Like when you start hearing that two weeks of being drafted a little earlier and earlier as these two weeks are going on, you know, that's not going to, it's not going to change the, uh, the, the overall ADP number enough for you to realize that this dude who is in the 17th round, you should be taking in the 10th round now because somebody is in on him and that person's going to jump faster than you. Yeah. I heard the ADP since Friday's online championship drafts. That's what I did and looked at that and, you know, didn't go strictly by it. Like I said, I pushed medals up because I'm, I didn't really love anyone else there. And I was like, he might not make it back. He could based on ADP, but I'm not risking it. And others did the same. And that's how you have to do it. You know, especially you have the most data up until the day before the season and many drafts are done and people are talking about players. You just got to go get your players, man. You can't mess around. You, if you if you draft scared, like, oh, yeah, well, he'll be there in two rounds. You're going to lose the guy. And you have to look yourself and say, am I comfortable if I don't get him? And if the answer is no, take him there. 80, again, ADP is just what the market is valuing these players at. And we know they're wrong. I mean, how many times... The first round, do we get it wrong every single year, right? What is it, like 40% of the guys actually return value? So we're all, uh, the consensus is wrong on stuff, whether it's injury, underperformance. So just get those players. And if people, oh, my God, that's a reach. Well, you know, let them talk to you at the end of the year. You might look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad I took this player in round eight. His ADP was in the 11th to 12th, but you know what? I really wanted him, and he had a big year. So especially towards the end, just go get your players. And, you know, I when you're doing the – and again, the high stakes is way different from leagues. But you know what? I think even the, the home leagues, if guys have subscriptions to Fantasy Alarm, they're listening to Sirius X and Fantasy Sports Radio and they pay attention, the competition is getting better. Remember, there's so much more information out there. This is not like years ago where maybe you had to dig or people didn't have we didn't have such a flow of information. It's all out there now, man. You could just be on Twitter and get a ton of information. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I almost just said something really mean about just people in general, but I, I won't. I won't. I'll try to, I'll try to be good at them. I'll try. Okay. That's it's nice. not easy sometimes, dude. Like people are stupid. Like in general, people are just kind of dumb. Drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. Wow, what happened to my ERA in this league, huh? Oh, Luis geez. Castillo. No, I don't have any Luis Castillo. Oh. Um, oh, Brandon Woodruff, that wasn't good. Yeah, I have him in Tau Wars. Yeah, he'll be fine. I'm not worried. You know what? I was more either. bummed about the fact that he uh, that he didn't hit the uh, the strikeout prop, like seven and a half. I was like, you know, twins, eager beavers had like, it's, the... I think it's tough with the props for starting pitchers early in the year, especially this year, because yeah. you can't expect most of them to go deep. So be careful with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I listen, I, I get that. You know, I, I was, I, you know, for me, it was more, I mean, you know, Woodruff looked inefficient. I mean, through four innings, he had, you know, almost 80 pitches. Yeah. And that was, yeah. So that was, that was the bummer there for me. Um, you know, I wasn't, 
I was I, I I thought Bieber would do well enough to to get the win for Cleveland, um, and figure that he could go deep enough. But then all of a sudden, like I I like posted that prop, um, and then went about my business and did you know a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I turned on the TV and it was a blizzard and uh and there it went from because I got up at like four in the morning my time, um, and it went from like a like a six percent chance of snow. To suddenly it was a blizzard on uh, on opening day. Always fun. Uh, no, not not fun at all. But um, yeah, listen, I'm definitely gonna have to kind of hedge on those uh, on on some of those those props. It's a little bit of a bummer. Where um, like for betting baseball for you, what are you uh, what, what you know what are you looking at here early in the season? I'm not, I'm probably not gonna do much betting for baseball early on because uh, I'm spending my time in the NBA. So it's going to be difficult for me to have time to do research, right. especially once a lot of the props come out that day and I'm doing the NBA for wager alarm. So I don't know how much baseball I'm going to do early in the year. Yeah. Um, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing some, I mean, I'm doing the work over at, uh, at, at fantasy at wageralarm.com, And I, you know, I, I put action down. If, if I'm recommending it, it's because I'm betting it myself. You know, and I just, you know, I call a buddy of mine. I'm like, all right, here, you know, here, here are my best bets. Here are the props that I'm doing. You know, take care of it for me. And and he's, you know, he's running my uh, my new burner account now. I don't need you anymore. Oh, Adam. good. Good. I don't for need you. you anymore. I got a different burner account. To- oh, by the way, something to keep an eye on. We brought up Luis Castillo. Uh, Eugenio Suarez was awful today at shortstop. And he, there should have been a double play ball in the first inning that would have ended it. And obviously it snowballed. And then Dylan Carlson hit that three run homer and he made another error in a second. Um, so that is something to keep an eye on as far as Jonathan India, right? Because we're all excited because India is playing. But if this continues to be a problem, are they going to keep him at shortstop? Because the pitchers are just going to get frustrated. And it's, you know, and so, and not that Castillo was great, but. You know, you get a double play ball and you should be out of the inning and now you're not and you're already laboring and now you're down six nothing in the blink of an eye. So it's something to keep an eye on. I think so, too. I agree with you there, although Suarez was never like a whiz with the glove anyway. I mean, the, uh, you know, the defensive metrics at at third base really weren't that great. Right. And then you move that guy to shortstop. Right. I know. But so, yeah. But then what are you going to do? I mean, who are you going to put who are you going to plan at shortstop now? Well, they should they should have been more aggressive adding someone in the offseason. Yeah, but now we're talking about now. We're not well, talking about might. what they what they should have done. I'm talking about if you're worried cuz Jose Garcia is their um, you know, was their their shortstop in camp and uh, and that dude was terrible. Like it was so funny cuz you know, I was like looking at it and I think I drafted him with my uh I don't know like second to last pick of uh of the uh of, of the TGFBI and uh and Clay Link who's a notorious Reds fan uh was in my draft and he immediately hit the chat room and was like uh Bender just drafted the first guy he's gonna drop on n- next week for waivers. <laughs> yeah he was more of a draft champions league pick where late rounds in case you know he gets playing time but yeah I mean Look, they'll probably give them some time like, OK, we know this is going to happen, but you can't have your shortstop going out there making two hours a game. They're not they're going to move. them. You can't. Your your pitchers are going to be frustrated. 
And especially they have guys who get ground. Castillo's a big ground ball pitcher. Sonny Gray, you can't have that. It just demoralizes the team. It puts too much pressure on the on the pitching. It's, it can't continue. So just keep an eye on that for those that, that have India. They'll have to do something, whether it's add someone from outside, call someone up. But you can't have your shortstop making errors like that. No, you cannot. You cannot. But India went two for four with a run scored, man. Come on. Great. Wade Davis gets a fucking save. Holland had some issues. Although, wasn't it? Holland came in in the eighth, I guess, right? And got out of a jam. Yeah. Yeah. Walk to, oh, man, what a fucking start. I'm done with closes, bro. I'm not drafting any next year. Fuck this shit, bro. Well, dude, this whole game was a disaster. 24 I mean, runs, bro. <laughs> ridiculous, right? I mean, it was it was amazing that Texas jumped all over Keller. And, you know, listen, I, I thought Keller could hold his own a little bit. But he got the piss knocked out of him in the first inning, right? And then stakes, you know, Texas to a 5 nothing lead. And then fucking Kyle Gibson... Comes back 10 times worse. It was brutal. So this game from start to finish, and let's face facts, dude. We're not talking about great rotations. We're not talking about great bullpens either. So Well, Texas especially. Texas is horrible. Texas was a hot mess, and then that hot mess got hurt. And now they're still trying to recover from it. Oh, did Ian, did Ian Kennedy get into the game today? <laughs> no, because they never got the lead. Well, late they didn't have the lead. I'll tell you what. You know what? For those of you who play in uh, in head to head leagues where you get penalized for losses, Brad Keller does not take the loss. Gives up six earn on nine hits and uh, and two walks with no strikeouts in an inning and a third, but he didn't get hit with the loss. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're making the people that have Keller feel much better. I hope so. I'm, when they I'm, look that's at that line, when they look at that line, they're gonna be like, uh, "Yeah, might as well just give me the loss at this point. Just go all in." Well, I tell you what, look at that line for Keller, and would you rather it be Brad Keller or Luis Castillo with that line? Um, oh, you I... took him in the second round. Oh, balls. Yeah, but you know Castillo's going to bounce back. Is he, though? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. We'll see. And again, he could have been, been out of that inning if Suarez makes the double play. He doesn't, and it snowballs. That's why those errors are costly. Indeed I, they are. You really, you're, you're, you're going to harp on this until they move fucking Suarez. No, I'm not going to harp on Jonathan India, aren't you? India, I have India in a couple leagues. I told you. I took him in the 49th round of a draft Champions League that I did in, I don't know, late January, early February. So I want him to play. I mean, that's it's rare you get anyone in the 49th round to do anything. So, and I picked him up, I think, in TGFBI. Um, Tauti went for over 200 bucks. I was like, whoa. Um, so I want him to play. I'm just being realistic here, man. You can't have your shortstop playing like that. They're not going to, it's not going to last. They'll probably be patient with him. Like, oh, it's one game, whatever. But if he continues to do that, I don't see how the Reds continue to run him out there. No, I agree with you. I think that it's, it's, it could be a, a problem. It's definitely something that you have to take notice of. And, uh, yeah, that's a uh, that, that could end up being a huge bummer, especially if it if it takes time off of uh, off of India. Um, speaking about late round guys who uh, not doing nothing here, 
our boy Josh Rojas, 0 for 5 today. Terrible. Not Terrible. Game, lead, off, lead off spot here. You look, it's one game. They're good. He's had a great spring. They'll probably be patient with him. Face you, Darvish. Yes, I know Darvish gave up some runs, but he struck out six. Uh, he has the job. That's most important. I mean, he's going to have to do something, obviously, to stay in the lineup. But they played him at shortstop. So, no Nick Ahmed. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I like Nick Ahmed. Um, he's okay, but I didn't draft him, so he could sit. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and, I, and I like Estrubal Cabrera, man. He played for the Mets. He's a good player. And he played oh, Homer. fuck Estrubal Cabrera, dude. He Homer off Darvish, bro. Come on. Screw him. Screw him. Um, you know, we, we talk about Castillo and, and the down game there. Uh, Got to be honest, Jack Flaherty really didn't look much better. No. Uh, Flaherty was a guy that... I stayed away from this year. I know, look, last year it's hard to fault him for anything. The whole situation with the Cardinals was brutal with COVID. And, mm-hmm. But I remember, like, when they came back, he didn't pl- he didn't start right away. And it was, like, kind of puzzling. Like, wait a second, you've had all this time off and you're not putting your best guy out there. So, I don't know. I mean, he was, two years ago, he was, it was what? He was ter- terrible to start and then was absolute unhittable in the right. second half. He mm-hmm. just couldn't be hit. Um, but like he was going in the second, third round and I just was like, nah, I can't do it. So I didn't take him anywhere. And again, it's one game, but this was disappointing because you felt like, all right, I'm going to get a win. And the dude couldn't even go five innings when he had this huge lead, gave up six runs, two homers, two walks, four Ks. So yeah, you should be disappointed, uh, if you have Jack Flaherty, cause you were watching like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get a win. And nope. You didn't get a win and you had a bad line. Yeah, that was the worst part about it. It was like, damn. Like, it started off, you were like all smiles, and then it just just deteriorated so so well, rapidly. How long um, until we see, oh, I told you, don't take pitching early. Look at look at Castillo. Look at Woodruff, Flaherty, Kershaw got hammered. You Darvish. Um, how long? I think we've already heard it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. See, I'm, that's why I drafted Matt Boyd in round 20. He got me a win. And I did yeah. draft Matt Boyd, but I don't know if I should be impressed since he got two strikeouts. Garrett Bolt in the first round. That was so dumb. I mean, his line wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah. Shane Bieber, 12 strikeouts. Yeah, but he gave up three runs. Yeah. Didn't right. get the win. His whip is high. And you paid first round for that. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, let's why, why, why do you start to sound like Nando? Is, is that. Well, no, yeah, Nando sounds like this. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I like I like the, the real deep guys. I'm a Jed Jorko guy. I got to find my next Jed Jorko. I, lo- I love Jose De Leon. That's my guy this year. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, other great pitching performances today. Sandy Alcantara. He looked fantastic, right? Dude, I'm having a debate of how to pronounce his last name, man. Because Miss, Miss, Craig Mish, who covers the team, said it's Alcantara. And I was listening to the announcer. He said Sandy Alcantara. So I don't know, man. Those are two people that cover the team that say that. And then when you look at pronunciation guides, it's both ways. So I have no fucking idea. And I want to get it right because I love the guy and I have him on my team. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, I, I swear, I texted Mish this. I think it was yesterday. And I said, hey, 
how is this pronounced? Because I'm I hear different people. And he said, Alcantara. I said, okay, thank you. And then um, Justin Fetcherman and I were talking about it. He pulled up a play-by-play guy and he said, Alcantara. So I don't know. So Alcantara then. All right. Sandy Alcantara. We'll have to get some sort of confirmation here. So I guess what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get Mish to, uh, to talk to Sandy. And, you know, with a recorder in his hand and say, Sandy, please pronounce your last name. So Sandy will do it and then we'll all follow suit. Right. And then he'll change the pronunciation two days later. Well, why would he do that? Some players do that. Change the pronunciation of their name? Or they'll say, they'll be like, oh, people were pronouncing it wrong, but I didn't say anything. There was a player who did that. I forgot who it was. But like, yeah, people were pronouncing it wrong, but I didn't want to say anything, so I just left it. Oh, it actually sounds familiar. I'm trying to remember. Who I can't was. remember who it was, but and you know, as people who are on the radio and podcast, we want to get this shit right because people will listen and be like, "Oh, they're getting it wrong. Like, how can they get it wrong?" And look, everyone's going to have a name here to they fluff. You just don't want to be consistently doing it. Yeah, you know what my biggest blunder is right now? Instead of saying Jazz Chisholm. Mm-hmm. I keep saying Chaz Jism. Yeah, you said it yesterday. <laughs> no, yeah. two days ago because we did. Yeah, two days. That's ago, my that, that's my biggest hangout. Everyone, right, well, everyone has something like that. They it's just for some reason. Like I was worried. I was like, uh, I can't say um, Yastrzemski when I was talking. You know, pronouncing for the draft. Someone's like, here, say it like this. I'm like, Yastrzemski. I couldn't say Antenna Kupo until this year. I was always calling him Giannis. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I can't pronounce this. I, I was I'm like, not going to. Yeah, I was like, I'll just call him Giannis or the Greek Freak. People know who I'm talking about. So I just learned how to say Antenna Kupo this year. Did Fancy teach that to you? No, he doesn't do shit for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see if he listens because he'll say something. He's not listening. He's not listening. Yeah. Is it is it because his name's not on the podcast header? So he's not exactly, yeah. (laughs) Is it Tyler Glass now or is it Tyler Glass No? I think it's Glass Now. Right? Why? I don't know. That's how yeah. I hear everyone say it. All right. Glass now? Yeah. All right. You've heard it differently? Uh, glass now? Whatever. We know who we're talking about. That's the bottom line. But there are, you just don't want to like have a terrible mispronunciation. That's all. Like German Marquez? Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> 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 he got a win too, right? Yeah, he beat the Dodgers. I think he was in the game long enough. Uh, no, he went did. three and two thirds innings and got. Oh, okay. I think. Oh wait, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe let me refresh this page. No, you're right. Chichi Gonzalez got the win. Chichi. Unbelievable. I think the only starting pitcher to get a win today is Matt Boyd of the yeah. early games. That's disgusting, dude. No, I'm cool with it, bro. I got Boyd in a few leagues, including the GST and my home league, so I'm cool with it. Um, yeah, Mark. How did Glasnow uh, not get the win? It was zero zero when he left the game. Meadows hit the homer in the eighth, and Glasnow went six. It was the eighth when Meadows hit that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marquez know. went four innings, six hits. Oh, he walked six. Whoa, ninety-two pitches. That's why he was pulled. Wow. He is like, man, you walk six guys against the Dodgers, lost six hits, and you give up one run? That is, talk about a Houdini act. Holy shit. 
Wow. Listen to the listen to the names who got the wins today here, Adam. I told you, got, you it's only one starting pitcher. Boyd, Carlos Hernandez in uh in KC, no Sam one. Howard in Pittsburgh. No one has him. Josh Hader in Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Giovanni Gallegos in St. Louis. Mm, I don't think he was active in many leagues outside of NL only. Probably not. Jordan Romano got the win. There you go. That's he's, helpful. He's on a lot of teams. Emilio Pagan. He's probably, people thought he was the closer. Dude, let me, okay. Someone was sending me, like, the stories about Pagan, right? And the headlines were like, oh, Pagan's going to be the closer or whatever. This was like a week or two ago. So I read the story and I'm like, what? There's nothing in here. A quote from a manager. This is a reporter inferring. And this is just a lesson for people because obviously headlines drawing people. I'm I'm pretty sure you know this, but there's a lot of people who don't. I worked at a newspaper. Reporters don't write the headlines. They hand in the story and editors write it. And in, in previous days, you when it was actual newspaper, they have to fit it in a certain column. So they can't just do it. You have to fit it in the space. Obviously, on the web now, with everything on, you know on the website, you can be a little bit more liberal, but there's still certain restrictions. But they're doing the headline to get people to click. Just because you see that doesn't mean read the story. Sometimes you read the story like there's no quote in here. There's nothing from the matter. This is the reporter speculating. And people ran with this shit and were drafting Pagana as if he was the closer. And I know they didn't announce it. They basically said, yeah, we're going to use all guys. And Pagan still might get saves, but Pagan was using the seventh today, Pomerantz in the eighth, and Melanson in the ninth. So just be careful, man. This just going forward, just because you see a headline, read the story. I know people don't want to read anymore, but don't take what the headline says as fact because reporters sometimes are speculating and the headline could be misleading. You're right. You're definitely right. I, I, um, I, you know, see, it's weird, right? Cause I, I think I do a good job with, you know, article titles and stuff, you know, trying to, you know, work it so that it's attention grabbing. Right. Of course you have that. To. You want people to click on it. You don't want, right. to you want like, people oh, to yeah, click on it, but you know, I also, I want it, you know, to it's, it's gotta say something, you know, you've got to say something that's in the article, the teaser basically. So you want to try and say that with the title, but then I also like, you know, I also like try to get creative with certain things. And so, you know, there are some titles where, you know, I'll I'll change around for, you know, people's work over at Fantasy Alarm. But, you know, I submit my article for the New York Post and my editors write the titles there. Right. I so always yeah, give exactly. them like these great title suggestions and the, it never happens. Right. And a lot of that has to do with space or maybe they maybe they're egotistical like, oh, he's trying to do my job. I'm a great headline writer. Fuck you. I'm not using your shit, which would be dumb. You should always if because of. If I was a copy editor and a reporter said, I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to use that. But I've worked with the copy editors, and a lot of them love putting that great headline out there, and they get like an orgasm when they find a good one, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, but but that could be the case. You might have had a great headline, and then they're putting it, and they have a certain amount of space if it's for the actual newspaper, and it don't fit. You have to go to based on what the story is i mean we'd have word counts like oh 350 and you send in 400 and sometimes they'd have to cut something out other times they're able to fit it in but there are people who be like all right your word counts 400 they'd send in 600 now the editor's got to chop that shit down <laughs> yeah 
My friend was like that. Oh, 500 word count. He sent in a thousand. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you think they're going to fit that in? They're going to cut half your shit. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I spoke to my editors at the post and, uh, and, you know, coming into this season, you know, they gave me the word count and they were like, you know, 350. And I was like, man, 350 is nothing, bro. I'm like, right? I'm like, it's, it's like impossible to, to fit that into 350. They're like, yeah, we know. We want to see you try it though. But, you know, I mean, if you went to 400, we wouldn't be upset. So right. they're, they're saying it because they just, they want me to keep it low, but they expect me to go a little bit above. I mean, how do you have 50 words? It's amazing how much 50 words is. Yeah, it's true, man. That's why, like, it's a skill to start just you. I think as you start reading stuff, you realize, all right, I can cut this out. This is excessive. It's just little things here and there, but it comes with experience. And, you know, it's tough to write like a catchy lead like that because you're like, oh, well, now I'm two paragraphs in and I really didn't get to what I want to do. <laughs> all right, let me just, you know, and you don't want to just have that straight, boring lead to the point, but, you know. Sometimes you have to with the space. No, when I write my article for the New York Post, I, um, you know, I, I just write it like, you know, what I'm thinking and stuff like that. And without thinking about the word count. And then I go back in and then I edit it down, you know, to like fit the word count there. Yeah. Because I got to make sure that, you know, like I give the ideas time to develop and stuff like that. And then when you go back and you and you reread, then all of a sudden you're catching like how many useless words you've just used. Exactly. Like the word that the word that is the most useless word in the English language. It's crazy. That is true. Mm -hmm. Edit edit somebody's work. And they just listen to how many times they say the word that. It's amazing. It's mind-numbing. Oh, the editor world, dude. The editor world is a crazy freaking place. Like, it has created so many pet peeves for me that it, it drives me nuts, dude. It drives me nuts. You edited. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, definitely. What, what's your biggest What's your biggest edit pet peeve? Um, hmm. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Mm, like, no paragraphs? Like people don't know how to structure. Um, well, I guess it depends too if you use AP style as well. Some places do, others don't. But it's amazing when you see some people write, you're like, holy shit. Like, really? How did they get a job here? Did right? you go to school? Yeah. <laughs> they would show me, sometimes they would show me like, oh, here's a story that was sent in like to Newsday. You could see all the stories that came in. Right. And they would sometimes like, yo, check out. The, I'm like, oh, my God, really? They let her cover this with him? Like, really? This is someone making, like, way more money than me? What is going on? <laughs> and you would hear the copywriters like, oh, shit. I got bills again. God damn, it's going to take forever. Oh, dude. We, um, oh, you know him. And, and there's a chance that he listens to this podcast. So I, I can't even. Someone I can't even. for the post? What's that? Someone that works for the Post? No, 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 no. Somebody who used to work for me. Oh, okay. That it was just, uh, it you know, the the article would come in, <laughs> and like the 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 slot producer would would and the editor would come to me and be like, 
Could you do this one, please? <laughs> like this is too much work. It's giving me like, a migraine. I, this this it's one has got me out of my freaking mind. I, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, when we get off the show, I'll tell you exactly who. It was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say the name, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, totally, I get that." Okay. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll totally get that. No doubt about it, man. For me, it's 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 uh, it's who versus that. <clears throat> it's a grammatical thing, and it's not life or death. But once you realize the way it's supposed to be, then seeing it the other way and hearing it the other way drives you nuts. Oh, another one is to say like if it's New York Knicks. If you just say New York, it's it. If it's Knicks, it's they. Yes. So if it's the city, it's it. And if it's the nickname, it's they. Mm-hmm. It's shit. You know, I just, that, you know, there were help. There was a couple of helpful letters there that would point shit out to you. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, sometimes people don't know, but you know, there was, there was always a couple of editor. It's funny. It's just like any job, right? There were a couple of editors that were very helpful and gave you good stuff. And there were other editors where you knew you would send in the copy and you call, hey, any questions? Nah, no questions. You're good. Because they didn't, they aren't reading your shit. They're just like scamming. Okay, yeah, you're good. Boom. Now back to watching the game or eating. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. And, and, you know, reporters would talk like, yeah. There's one guy who would just like read your shit with a fucking magnifying glass. And to the point where you're like, holy shit, this guy just like going through every little thing. But you know what? I'd rather have that person because that person is going to help you get better. Whereas the person who's just like, yeah, you're good. And then there's a mistake in the paper the next day. Or the worst is when the editor edits a mistake into your story. That shit infuriates me, man. Fucking call me, man. You were, you know, like that happened a couple of times. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah, I've had that. I've had an editor, uh, you know, do a grammatical error for me or, you know, it's- just all. You probably are like, oh shit, did I fuck that up? And you go back to look at Oh yeah, I look copy. at my original yeah, no, doc. I got it right. Yeah. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, I'll, you know, I read, you know, I write my my stuff, I read it, and I submit it to the editor, and then he looks it over because you need a fresh set of eyes on it always. And then, you know, and chances are is that he's just like, Yeah, okay, you're good, you know, whatever, because he knows that I've like read it over and stuff. Um but I, you know, I mean, it's just it. it <laughs> when 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 they do something and they and they just kind of they put that error out there, uh, uh, yeah, it, it makes me crazy. And then you know, whatever when when you pick up on it, like after after my stuff gets published, then I read it again, right, to make sure that the editor didn't screw up or whatever. Or if I had a really good editor, you know who is um, oh, what was his name? Shit, he was over. Oh, Robert Sanchez over at Fangraphs, um, who also, you know, he writes for like a couple of magazines in Denver. And, you know, he was like, you know, he'd tell me, like, read your shit aloud, like out loud to yourself, but out loud. And you'll catch 95 percent of all the mistakes that you that that you made. Like, he's like, trust me, do it. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And I never did it, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, I did it finally. I was like, oh, let me see what you know what he's talking about. And it was immediate, like immediate. I picked it up, and I try to like I try to impart that on like the fantasy alarm guys too. 
And then I go back in and I read their shit. And I'm like, there's no way you read this fucking article out loud. Right. Because if you did, you never would have done it. And I've called guys. I'm like, dude, what is the matter with you? You're supposed to be editing this shit. Read it out loud. You're, it, it drives me nuts. It's not, not as nuts as the who versus that. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there. Um, Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner is the left-handed pitcher who threw a ball today. Right, that's who versus not Madison Bumgarner is the pitcher that threw the ball today. Right. So people are who places and things right. are that. Mm-hmm. You know the grapes. Those uh, the grapes on the table. That's what he's eating. You know, or, or I can give you probably better examples, but that's you know what it is. It's like, and, and you just you see people who just constantly say that when they're supposed to say who. And it's referring to people. That's what that just fucking grinds my gears for no reason other than the fact that it just it grinds my gears. Well, hopefully people will get it right, but I doubt it. They never do. I have told people time and time again that this is my biggest pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve. And you know what the funny thing is, is that they still do it. Still. I am a man alone on editorial island right now, Adam. Yeah, some people just don't listen. Nope, 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 nope. Watch, I'm going to edit the uh, the first episode of the uh, first edition of the Ronus Bonus, and I'll bet you there's going to be a who versus that error. I will do it intentionally to see if you catch it. I know, right? You son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, son of a bitch. Um, just so something that you guys should know out there also. Uh, Fantasy Alarm, our MLB coverage. Uh, what we're doing in there, Adam has uh, a, a column, dealer's choice. He's writing whatever he wants to write about. It's called the Ronus Bonus. Uh, I'm doing a, a a column as well. That's just you know my thoughts. Also, that's called Buzz Cuts. Jen Piacenti is doing one called All About the Curve. So you're getting you know top analysts sharing their thoughts about baseball. Um, and what's going on in the fantasy realm that in addition to all the other stuff that you're going to get over there, like, you know, all the, the rankings and the waiver wire and the injury report and the prospect report and the closer grid and all of that stuff. But one thing that I'm super excited about, yeah, is to have these columns where it's it's just it's Adam in an article form. It's me in an article form. Jen Piacenti in an article form like that, you know, it's just, you know, cause I, I, I know I write the way I speak and I, and I'm pretty sure after reading a bunch of your stuff that you do, you know, the same thing. Right. So that's what I love about it. I right, give, just giving a little shout out to that little shout out to that. For those of you out there, uh, if you don't have the MLB playbook pro over at fantasy alarm, go to fantasyalarm.com slash MLB pro use the promo code, MLB 50 and that'll take 50% off full season package because we're good like that. Adam, any last minute thoughts here as we close out uh, opening day? Well, we got three games to go to uh, to watch later on tonight, but for uh, for our purposes here, uh, any last thoughts on opening day? Uh, no, I mean, disappointed. I didn't get to see my Mets, but hopefully they play soon. We don't know when they're going to play. I'm hoping they play Saturday or Sunday, but I don't know about that at this point. But also, it's only one game, man. Relax. You took those aces early. They got they didn't pitch well. It's okay. It's cold. It's day one. 
I know it sounds like, oh, yeah, of course, but sometimes people need to hear it. Relax. It's a long season. Very long season. 162 games to be exact. It doesn't mean we don't have to make cuts in the next week or two, depending on the player. But, you know, for you guys that you took early, these pitchers, as long as the velocity is fine, there's no noticeable injury. It's first game. It's cold in a lot of places. Uh, Don't worry about it too much. All right. Good stuff there all around. Appreciate that. Um, I will uh, close the books on the day here with those words from Adam Rona. So big thank you to everybody out there for tuning in and listening. For Adam Rona, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.